Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories. Wise tales from storytellers around the world, which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello Super Great Kids and how are you? I'm very happy because it's the time of year when we sing and we sit round the fire and we tell stories and we play games. Our theme at the moment is fairy tales from around the world. Today, the story is from Denmark. It was put into print by Danish writer Hans Christian Andersen. It's told by Paul Olbra, who really makes me laugh. It's a teeny bit scary because it has got a witch in it and three giant dogs. But it's worth powering through the witchy bit because it's a great listen and it's more funny than scary and it has a very happy ending. Now, just before we go over to Paul, I have a little task for you. Since it's coming to the end of the year, when we all try to look back at the good things that have happened, can you think of three memories which you put in your bag of happies for this year? It might be something fun you've done this week, or it might be something brave you've had to face this year, or even a new sibling or a pet which arrived in your family. Have a think about three things that you'd put in your bag of happies for 2023, while I have a quick word with the grown-ups. Ready? Off you go. Hello, super great kids, I'm back. Did you decide what you've put in your bag of happies? Do share it with your grown-ups. There are often plenty of things that make us sad, so it's a good idea to also talk about the things that have made us happy. In my bag of happies this year, there would be driving around Italy in a camper van, meeting lots of brilliant new storytellers like Masako from Japan and Liz Weir from Northern Ireland and Wangari from Kenya and Juliana from Colombia and Paul Alborough from England. And of course, winning the award for the best children's podcast in Britain. That was exciting. So, are you sitting comfortably? Am I sitting comfortably? Then let's give a warm welcome to Paul Alborough. This story isn't for everyone. It's a rather odd tale about a brave soldier, a sleepy princess and a lot of magical dogs. But it's also got a witch in it, along with a greedy king and a dog which is a bit on the large and scary side of things. If you don't think you'll like those things, well, there'll be another story for you before too long. But if you're feeling brave, like our soldier, then keep listening as things are about to get rather interesting. The soldier was brave and true, but he was very, very tired. He was marching home a long time ago, having been in a war that nobody even remembers now. He was very weary and ready to find a bed and a hot meal when he came across a little old lady. Oh, brave soldier, she cried while clutching her headscarf. Won't you help me? 
I've lost my tinderbox down this big old tree, and I need it, because the nights are getting awfully cold. Now a tinderbox is what people used to use to make fire. It's a little metal box with flint and steel inside, so you can light yourself a fire easily. Very important in the days before radiators. And the old lady was standing next to an enormous, gnarly old tree, long since dead, with a big hole in the top, like a huge black mouth. The soldier was weary, and he didn't like the look of that horrible tree. But he was a good man, and he agreed to help the lady. Oh, thank you kindly, she wailed in a slightly annoying voice. I shall lower you down on this rope, and when you have found the tinderbox, I'll pull you back up, and you shall be rewarded. For this is a magical tree, and down below are untold riches and loads of cash in three rooms. She said all this as she tied a thick rope round his waist. She also handed him a red and white checked apron. Please also take my apron down with you. You'll need it. Your apron? Why on earth would I? But before he could answer, the old lady let go of the rope with a cackle. <laughs> and the soldier fell backwards into the enormous hole in the tree. He landed with a thump and looked around. It was as dark as a bedroom if you wake up at midnight. But he could see shadows in the gloom. One of the shadows moved. The soldier was not alone. There was a dog in the tree. And not just any dog. A big dog. About as big as a horse, with shining eyes the size of dinner plates. Ah, hello there. Good, um, dog. Hurr. Do not fear, brave soldier, cried the old woman. Just be brave and lay down my apron. You'll sit on it for a bit while you look for my tinderbox. Nervously, the soldier did as he was asked, and he placed the apron on the floor, and the dog laid down. The tinderbox was nowhere to be found, but in the roots of the tree was another room. So the soldier continued his search. Into the second room he went, and this one was lit more brightly by some lanterns on the walls. The first thing the soldier noticed was the enormous piles of silver all over the place. The second thing he noticed was the even more enormous dog. This one had eyes as big as cartwheels and was not looking happy at all. There's a, a good boy. Please uh, don't eat the, the nice soldier, he said, retrieving the apron and laying it down for the enormous dog to sit on although it continued to growl a little bit, <clears throat> while the soldier filled his pockets with silver and hunted frantically for the tinderbox. Four full pockets of silver later, and the tinderbox was still nowhere to be found, so it was on to another room. This room was the largest room the soldier had ever been in. It went down and down, the roots of the tree stretching in every direction and in every corner piled up, was shining, beautiful gold. For a moment the soldier was distracted by the glorious riches. I mean, who wouldn't be? But then he saw the biggest dog in the world. Possibly the biggest dog in any world. A dog so huge 
that its eyes were as large as towers, and they shone like torch beams. It barked when it saw the soldier, and even one bark shook the whole room and caused a small earthquake in a neighbouring village. The soldier grabbed the apron and threw it on the ground with shaking hands. The dog, with eyes as big as towers, plonked himself down on the tiny apron and fell asleep, with each snore sounding like an approaching thunderstorm. The soldier moved fast, filling his boots with gold, but not forgetting for a moment that he had a job to do. And then he found it, at the bottom of a pile of gold, the tinderbox. He grabbed it and another handful of gold for good measure, and he tugged on the rope to be let up. While the old lady pulled him up, the soldier thought about how nice it would be to have some money. He was a simple fellow, but he still wanted to live a good life, and he dreamed of buying big bags of sweets and a big house and having enough money to marry someone nice. What would you spend all that gold on if you had the chance? As he made it to the top, the old lady eyed him greedily. Now, give me the tinderbox. Sure, said the soldier, suddenly feeling rather suspicious. But maybe let me all the way up first. Give me the box first. Let me up first. <laughs> Never, said the old woman, whose face had now taken on a decidedly witchy appearance, and she let go of the rope and the soldier tumbled back down into the hole. It would have been much easier for the witch to get the tinderbox and help the soldier, but when it came down to it, she had decided that she enjoyed the idea of dropping the soldier back down the hole instead. That's witches for you. Nobody knows what happened to her after that. Certainly not the soldier, as he was back down in the dark. But I think we can assume it wasn't anything particularly nice. Probably giving out poisoned apples, or sending everyone in a nearby kingdom to sleep. The soldier looked around. There were the three dogs, and the rooms full of silver and gold. But now that he had the tinderbox, the dogs were very different. The one with eyes as big as dinner plates gave him a lick. The dog with eyes as big as cartwheels tried to cuddle up to him and nearly knocked him down. And the dog with eyes as big as towers looked at him longingly. And then it spoke. This would usually have been more of a surprise, but after the day the soldier had had, he wasn't very surprised by anything. Master, it said in a big, booming voice. Now you have the tinderbox. We are at your command. Strike it once for the first dog, twice for the second dog, and three times for the third dog, said the soldier. The huge dog looked at the soldier like he was the cleverest man who had ever lived, and he nodded. The soldier patted the biggest dog on the head and said, Good boy, now I need to get out of here. And then he struck the tinderbox once. In a flash, the first dog popped the soldier on his back and galloped up and out of the hole. The soldier gave it a quick cuddle to say thank you and called it a good boy and then it scampered back down the hole. The soldier was very pleased. He had more gold than he could carry. He was now friends with three magical giant dogs. And even though the witch had been mean to him, he realised that doing good was sometimes its own reward. As he wandered into the kingdom, his pockets jingling with gold, his mood changed. The kingdom was not as he'd left it before he'd gone off to war. 
there were homeless people on the streets begging, and the town looked very run-down and broken. This isn't right, said the soldier to himself, feeling a bit guilty for having all those riches. Speaking to an elderly beggar on the street, he found out that the king had been hoarding all of the riches in a big copper castle. Not only that, but there was a rumour that he also had his daughter, a beautiful princess, locked up in the castle too. That way, she could never take over the kingdom from the king, and he could stay in charge forever. All of this made the soldier very cross indeed. He hadn't gone away and fought in a war, only to find that his own kingdom had been ruined by a greedy and selfish king. And, there was no doubt about it, the soldier also wanted to meet this princess, who people had told him was very kind and fair and beautiful. The soldier walked towards the great copper castle which sat atop the kingdom. He struck the tinderbox twice, and the dog with eyes as big as cartwheels appeared by his side. Dog, he said, thinking to himself he really should name these dogs before he got them confused. Fetch me the princess. The dog went bounding off to the castle. If you listen carefully, you could hear the shouts and cries of the soldiers and the sound of a copper wall being smashed to bits. And then, in moments, the dog returned with a princess on his back. Who dares to wake a princess when she's sleeping and then steals her away on a dog, shouted the princess, as her and the dog plonked themselves back next to the soldier. Um, well, I did, replied the soldier, suddenly a bit nervous of this rather fierce and beautiful woman, dismounting his dog without a bit of fear. Hm, said the princess. Well, thank you, I suppose, and you do have a lovely dog. The dog with eyes as big as cartwheels gave the princess a grateful lick. But don't go thinking you can have my kingdom just because you've shown up with a big pet. I've had enough of this with my selfish dad keeping me locked away. The princess stood proudly with her hands on her hips. But then as she took in the kingdom around her, she softened. Oh my, she said with some dismay. Look at this place. What has he done? The princess looked at the poor people and broken-down buildings, and she started to cry. "'Never fear, your majesty. I shall get rid of the king,' replied the soldier proudly. And the princess looked at him with some fondness. "'I don't doubt your intentions, good soldier, and your brilliant dog is very brave. But there's no way even he could stand up to the king. He has a whole army of the worst men in the kingdom, and there's no way he'll give up his throne.' Aha, replied the soldier, but at least I have this. And he struck the tinderbox a third time. In moments, beside him was the dog with eyes as big as towers. The dog growled, and the earth shook under their feet. <sighs> Master, it boomed, how can I serve you? Dog, shouted the soldier. Remove the king from the kingdom and defeat his army. The enormous dog didn't say another word, but had a smile on his lips like he'd been waiting for this moment his whole life. Galloping off to the copper castle, it was hard to make out exactly what went on up there, but there was a lot of shouting, a big explosion or two, some crashes, some smashes, and then... silence. Did the dog with eyes as big as towers scare all the king's men away? Did he eat the king right up for being so bad? We'll never know for sure. 
but when the princess and the soldier arrived there an hour later, the castle was completely empty. Oh, thank you, shouted the princess, putting her arms around the soldier's neck and kissing him on the cheek. Finally, the princess had her own kingdom to rule and a handsome soldier by her side. They decided to marry, but with the princess, now the new queen, mostly in charge because she had experience in that sort of thing. Besides, the soldier had enough on his plate just walking three giant dogs. And he finally gave them names. What do you think they were? When they tidied up the castle, the pair had a huge feast with every kind of food you could imagine. The feast was so big that they invited everyone in the kingdom to join them. And they all lived happily ever after. And the three dogs watched over them with all of their eyes. Ooh, thank you very much, Paul, for that gripping story. I'm not sure I'd want a dog that big watching over me, would you? I like the way Paul does all those different voices and the expressions he uses like eyes as big as cartwheels. I wonder what names you'd have given those three dogs. Now, lots of you have joined our Owlets Club recently, so it's time to dig deep into our bag of happies and say thank you to some new Owlets. And hello to new Owlet Leonardo, who's just turned six. His favourite story is Frau Holler. Hope you enjoyed the tinderbox today, Leonardo. That was told by the same person, Paul Albra. And and hello to brand new Owlet Winnie in Sydney in Australia, who is five. Her favourite stories are River Mama and all of the Baba Yaga tales. Winnie even finds she enjoys the super great scary stories. Well done, Winnie. Hope you enjoy listening to the bonus stories. And and hello to superfan Sylvie, who has been listening to super great kids stories since she was three. And she's just been given a subscription for her sixth birthday. Lovely, Sylvie. I hope you like all the extra stories and get to listen to them over the Christmas holidays. And and hello to six-year-old Franklin from Providence in Rhode Island in the US. Franklin has been listening to the stories for a year and really likes the scary stories, the trickster stories and stories with songs like Grandma, make a Johnny Cake, Jack is coming. That was Wild Jack and the Two-Headed Giant. And let's fly now to White Bear Lake in Minnesota in the US to say hoo 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 and hello to story fans Apollo, who is nine, and Lilith, who is six. Their favourite stories are No Way Jose, The Boy Without a Story, and all the How and Why stories. And And welcome to New Owlet Sasha, who is seven, who lives in Vancouver in British Columbia in Canada. Sasha loves the Baba Yaga stories. So do I, Sasha. And she loves any stories with animals in them. Welcome to the club. 
And last, but by no means least for today, let's fly to a farm in Sovie Island in Oregon in the US and say hello to Owlet's Goldie, who is two, Poppy, who is seven, and Huckleberry, who is nine. They like to call it Rainbow Island where they live because lots of migrating birds shelter there which make it seem rather magical. They listen to super great kids' stories by candlelight during the dark, wet winters. Oh, how nice. And welcome all of you to the nest. And a very big thanks to everyone who supports us on Apple and Patreon. If you'd like to join us and hear the stories advert-free, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Patreon, which you can find on our website at supergreatkidsstories.com. If you subscribe, there are over 30 bonus stories and at least 15 super great scary stories waiting to be enjoyed. A January bonus scary story coming up very soon. And do send us a drawing of your favourite Christmas story. There's one of the boy and the snow wolf and one of Baba Yaga and Vasilisa in our colouring book. I'd love to see what they look like coloured in. That's it for this week. Look out for our extra bonus story on New Year's Eve. This podcast was produced at Wardour Studios in London.